Witchy Weed Podcast. Uh, I'm your host as always, and with me again, we've got Explicit. Hello everyone, how you doing? So we've got an interesting one today. Very interesting one. People might have heard what the topic was for this week and might have said, what the hell are they going to talk about, creepy right. kids? Kids are cute, kids are sweet. Yes, and in most cases they are, but on the rare occasion you come across creepy kids, uh, kids can tell you creepy things, um, you might have heard creepy legends about kids. I mean, yep. there's a lot of different things about kids that could actually get creepy very, and scary. Very morbid as well. Yeah, you know, they're not all innocent and yeah. fun all the time. That's and I know that fun. every parent can agree with that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, um, before we start that, just wanted to, you know, do a little recap. How was your week, Explicit? My week has been good. Hope everyone's week has been doing phenomenal, and the uh, podcast has been entertaining as always. I started a new, a new job recently. You have? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because my last cool. job was, you know, being dicks and... They went ahead and laid me off. Right, right. For bogus you. fucking reasons. Yeah, I heard you talking about that. But things happen for a reason. Now I'm somewhere where I'm valued. I fit in great with everybody there. My bosses are amazing. I'm like super happy. That's fucking awesome. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you know? I just wanted to give our, our listeners a little personal insight into my life there. A little good news. Yeah, you know? It's, it's always good news to... Be somewhere where you actually feel like you belong. Right. <laughs> Just like, like I feel like I belong like, here. Yes, especially like in a job environment. Not everyone always fits in on a, on a, on a scale of a job environment. Sometimes exactly. they can feel left out or they just feel like they're doing their duty, but sometimes, you know, you get like that. I guess like some sort, uh, some sort of family connection in a sense. More like, okay, these are my peers. I take care of them. They take care of me type stuff. You know what I mean? It's awesome. I mean... Um, my one of my bosses happens to also be a witch. Oh, so interesting. <laughs> yeah, we were having a very awesome discussion today about um, stuff that she, you know, dabbles in, and and I, you know, I told her about my stuff, and then one of my coworkers is a wannabe witch. Oh. So she's like, it, it's all fallen into place where it's just like the universe wanted me there. Yes. So I'm I'm stoked. This I'm really big signals right there. That's huge signals. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know it, it's, if it, it, it kind of reminds me of this podcast where I feel like I belong here, you know. Right. And whoever's listening, all my loyal listeners, you know, those are my people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm I'm definitely excited about that, and I'm also excited about all the episodes that are coming up. Like mm. next week is going to be our episode about Salem and the witch trials. Oh, right. And we're going to have actually a special guest uh, speaker on that one. That'll Someone be awesome. that's been there to Salem on a yearly basis that's crazy. and has many experiences and stories to share with us. So you guys got to tune in next week to find out all the good stuff about Salem and the witch trials. So um, other than that, Time so I just spark, spark up. up. So if y'all if y'all got it, y'all smoke it, cause we sure as hell are. For damn sure. You know, I always find it interesting to actually share these type of topics on a specific podcast. You know, cause of course, it's like many other podcasts, they don't actually sh t typically share such urban legends or morbid stories or whatnot, like true <coughs> documentaries, especially when they're blazed. That's definitely different. Yeah, that's. <coughs> That was the whole vision behind this podcast. I wanted something where, you know, we could uh, indulge ourselves in, 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 you know, some flour. And all of our listeners could also do the same. Because we all get on that shared state of mind and can enjoy the conversations that we've got planned. Right, and a more open mind perspective. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to do. But I guess... Ooh. <coughs> Yeah, it's like that, huh? <laughs> well, absolutely. It's definitely interesting being on these topics, that's for damn sure. Especially oh, yeah. the topics we got to bring to the table. Oh, and we've got so many planned. Yeah, this is definitely one of those where it's just become unexpected. Mm -hmm. And you won't actually know about it until you actually hear it. So, for today's topic, Creepy Kids, we're going to be basically sharing it from three different viewpoints. First, we're going to discuss Creepy Kids in pop culture and in movies. Second, we'll discuss a popular urban legend, so to speak, about kids called the Black-Eyed Children. Mm -hmm. 
And finally, we actually, when we mentioned last week that we were doing uh, an episode on Creepy Kids, we've got a lot of listeners that actually went ahead and either sent us a Gmail, reached out to us in one of our many uh, methods to reach out to us. And actually, we've got listener submissions of creepy things their children have told them. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. But first up, we're going to discuss creepy kids in movies. Because Mm. I know I've seen them, and I know you've seen them, where you're watching a movie and there's this kid in the movie that just, damn, they they really play it so well where they creep the fuck out of you. Yeah. I know what's happened to me. (laughs) So first up, we're going to discuss the movie Rosemary's Baby from 1968. We're taking it way the fuck back. Oh, wow. And we're going to discuss the titular, or titter, <laughs> I can't say it. It's a titter. <laughs> the titular, titular, titular character, titler. Rosemary's baby, so who like, she wanted to name Adrian. Titler, so is that like Hitler by his titties? <laughs> that's what I see come it, from. It basically means the person that's in the title. So we're discussing Rosemary's baby. Gotcha. Whose name was supposed to be Adrian. Right. Now, Instead it was Titler. Not Titler, or Titler, or whatever the hell. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the baby in the title. Rosemary's baby. We never actually see this baby, mm. which makes the hold the devil spawn has on it is both its traumatized mother and riveted viewers all the more impressive. Mm. The credit partly belongs to the mom, right. uh, actress Mia Farrow, who manages to ground the horror classics heightened stakes when she's got cultists in her apartment building grooming her unborn child to use in satanic rituals. Now, Farrell's psychologically tormented performance comes to a head when she finally sees her child in the flesh, her petrified impression evoking an image in her minds far more horrifying than anything that could have been committed to celluloid. We never get to see this baby, but based on her reaction... And based on comments that people around her are making, it's obvious that she had Satan Spawn. Mm. What do you imagine Satan Spawn looking like? I don't know. I mean, of course, after watching so many different horror movies and whatnot, I guess I could expect to be like some sort of child. Obviously, like some normal child, but then it has like some sort of twisted way of thinking. Or not just just a twisted way of thinking, but the way the the child also acts. Like acts in general, looks. Yeah. I kind of imagine like some kind of deformed looking child that just looks evil from the moment you look at it. Yeah. You know? But I guess we'll never know because the movie actually never shows this baby. But to anybody that is interested in old school black and white movies mm. and especially something that's horror, it's classic horror, this is a good movie to watch because like they like I mentioned it's there's all these different like cultist satanists in her apartment building that are already basically grooming this baby and there's even a scene where it, it leads you to believe that this baby is conceived by satan so it's 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 a really what's the word I'm looking for it's it's scary guys i mean it's all i can say i mean it's, it's freaky it's, for damn sure. Yeah, so if you haven't seen that one, that's definitely one you want to watch. But like I said, don't expect to see this little heathen child anywhere yeah. because you don't actually get to see it. But just the thought of it is scary and creepy enough. Now, if we want to see a, a movie where you actually get to see the scary child, you can move up a little further from this black and white movie, go into color, but go into the 1984 movie Children of the Corn. Oh, my God. Classic. You know, it's a Stephen King adaptation. Yes. And even though it was poorly received by critics at the time of its release, its snot-nosed baddie endures. In a small, oh, here we go again, rural town. (laughs) Rural. 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 (laughs) (laughs) In a small country town. Let's make it that way. Say it like a (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Rural. <laughs> Let's just say that it's 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 a small country town. I mean, it's 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 in between all these like corn stalks and cornfields. Yeah. So it's it's very 
isolated from, you know, suburban life. But this town is populated only by children. Mm. And Isaac is a 12-year-old preacher. He's basically like the unofficial mayor of this town. Leading the little miniature citizens in ritualistic slayings of adults. Isaac, played by John Franklin, is scarily charismatic in an overzealous King Joffrey-esque kind of way. Making a film that may have otherwise been lost in the early 80s cheese. Making it memorable. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching this as a kid and just the looks that this kid would give were like... Very creepy. And the way he would talk and, and just his demeanor, it was like, damn, this ain't no regular kid. No, there's definitely something wrong with him. He was evil incarnate evil there. Evil to the fucking core. So, I mean, as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. And I haven't seen it in quite a few years. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I know the kid's still going to scare the shit yeah, out of me. Especially, like, imagine watching that, like, at 3 a.m. in Halloween. Oh, hell no. And Halloween. Oh, no, no. <laughs> This kid would scare me, man. It's like, nah. That's what we should have done. We should have done that. We should have done that. Now, the next one, I'm going to admit, I just recently saw. I had always heard about it, but for whatever reason, I had never watched it. But when I finally watched it, it did not disappoint. And that is the movie Orphan. Mm. Have you ever watched that? I actually have not. I know I've seen bits and pieces. It's the same thing as me. It's like you hear about it, but you don't watch it. But let me tell you, it's actually really good. And and the plot twist is phenomenal. I mean, you know you've got a creepy kid on your hands when adoption groups are concerned to show undo a hundred years worth of goodwill towards orphans. And although it did stir up a little controversy, this film is about a a nine-year-old Russian orphan Hmm. that in reality you come to find out She's a 33-year-old woman and a murderer. And this movie was a modest box office hit. Mm. But practically all of its success can be attributed to the actress Isabel Furman's darkly funny but nonetheless disturbing performance as Esther. Personally, I find no moment more disturbing than when, uh, at the end, she makes goes through a transformation and you realize... She ain't no child. No, she ain't no child. And she definitely ain't. I mean, you get to see it throughout the movie. You you have these red flags coming up on her. You have these moments where you obviously see that she's evil. But this whole time you're thinking it's an evil kid. It's an evil kid. And then you come to discover that she's a grown-ass woman. <laughs> and it's like, and you see the transformation in her. This actress really did amazing with it. Because I actually believed at the end that she was this 33-year-old woman. Demented yeah, as fuck, but <laughs> she was there. That sounds freaking crazy. Oh man, it's an awesome movie, but yet her performance really does creep the hell out of you. So, mm. if for those of you that have not seen it, it is definitely recommended to, um, watch, it to watch it. And I know that there's a sequel. I haven't seen the sequel, but now I'm actually interested to watch the sequel to see mm. what happens because the same actress comes back on this one. So. <laughs> Gotta see what new story and twist she's doing now. <clears throat> now, the next one is from the 1980 hit The Shining, another Stephen oh King adaptation. Yep. I remember reading all those Stephen King's books, man. And They're all good. One of them that has definitely creeped me out the most. Now, most people would probably think that I'm talking about the little boy Danny in the movie, mm. but he's not creepy. Just because no. he's a little psychic and a little weird doesn't, doesn't make him creepy. I'm talking about the Grady twins. So, despite the fact that they were the least screen time on uh, in the movie, the Grady twins have almost all of their kitty contemporaries beat in terms of iconic statuses. Of the many spirits roaming the Overlook Hotel in the movie, these primly dressed little girls have the most memorable line. Do you remember what that line is? No, I actually don't. It's... Come play with us, Danny, forever and ever and ever. And while they're saying this, poor psychic Danny sees visions of their grisly murders from the end of a long corridor. Maybe, who knows, maybe it's their monotone delivery of the line. Yeah. Maybe it's the 
shots creepy composition but either way it's a classic horror scene for a reason i mean uh maybe on another movie these little girls would be little pretty prissy little you know princesses but their delivery of that whole creepy line and and their look and everything just freaks you the hell out and it's true it's become an iconic status i actually a couple years back saw a couple, meaning a guy and a girl, <laughs> dressing up like the Grady twins for yeah. Halloween. Oh my god. Because it is such a memorable scene and, and, and everything. Right. And it's kinda like there's every movie that has like their iconic scenes. Like for example, it has its iconic scene under the The sewer? The sewer. And um <laughs> Yeah. Hello <laughs> <laughs> oh, Georgie. Do you want the balloon? You know, I mean <laughs> I'm sorry. Even as a kid, I, I see some I some. I know you have a phobia of clowns. <laughs> That's hilarious. Clowns. But even as a kid, you're gonna tell me that there's some weird-looking clown under the sewer calling you. That to me, even as a kid, I would have been scared and I would have run away. Now entice me with some croquetas or something. Then maybe we got maybe a deal. Maybe we got a deal. Yeah. But you're talking about he's just. Ha- holding a, a little red balloon and he's like, Georgie, come and play. And, you know, sorry. Yeah. No. How about in the playground instead a of... A ass man for, to be holding a balloon, excuse me. Dressed like a clown in fuck a you. sewer. Yeah, no, no, fuck you. Ain't gonna happen. And you know, it's funny how you say this, yet you have a Funko Pennywise. Um, Because the movie in itself is and The awesome. movie itself was awesome, but I'm, look, I'm just looking straight at it and it's like, <laughs> Why? It's funny that we're even talking about this. I didn't even I didn't even notice until right now. You just looked up and said, "Oh I just, shit!" Yeah, I was just there. looked up and I'm like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> Fucking fuck's sake. Now the next movie in character I know you've seen. Mm. Most people have, and that's the 2002 horror flick, The Ring. Fuck's sake! And we're talking about Samara, the little Samara. girl. I think the original story was Sadako. What that was her actual name? I'm not sure. Because it was, it was like an Japanese. Asian, it yes. Was, it was just definitely a Japanese story. Yes. It was Ringo or Ringu or something, if I remember Ringo, correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a Japanese adaptation. Right. But if you've never seen the American remake, you're going to know what I mean, that Samara is pure nightmare fuel. Yeah. She's got a face that seriously only a mother could love. <laughs> and with her long, stringy hair terrifying grimace and fondness of creepy old wells mm. the actress davey chase and the director gore verbinski managed to make the character that the stuff of urban legends are made of all you got to do is hear her saying seven days or see her just crawling out of your tv yeah. and you know it's it's petrifying none to say the least <laughs> that's how she would leave her victims they yeah. would they would stay petrified in in this like shock in very ugly depictions of it. Yeah. But she carries it on because when she's just little innocent Samara being in therapy and, and, and being recorded and everything, you would think, but she's not evil. But then she'll... there's I remember there's one scene in specific that they're interviewing her as just a regular little girl and she's looking down and she's talking to them. And then she goes to say something and she just looks up and you see that look she gives and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? And then when you see, and then when you see what she turns into, it's like, oh man, that is creepy. I mean, it's yeah, that shit's mad creepy. Yeah, because her face looks like it's been. I don't know. Her body looks like it's been submerged in the water for a long time. Because it basically was. It basically was because she fell in a well, didn't she? Not she didn't fall. She didn't fall in a well. Her mother pushed her down because her mother was getting all these dark and evil visions because of the child. Right. Because I mean, that's what she does. Right. You but know? then when she fell in the in the in the well, she, her body's been slowly decaying and eroding away. And that's what you actually get to see when she is the evil somewhere. Right. So they really did get the makeup on point. They really did. When it came to that, they really did. It was creepy to the fucking very beginning to the the last. And wasn't her, if I'm correct, wasn't her nails popped off, or some sort? Um, it basically gives you that impression because, um, when the uh. 
other actress that plays a, the main character, yes. um, the actress Naomi Watts, mm. when she's in the well investigating, she sees scratch marks along the well like Samara was trying to get out. Right. And you do see some of her nails, uh, nails like, kind of like embedded in there. Mm. So, yeah. It kind of just gives you the creepy thought like, oh my gosh, she ripped the nails off trying to get out. So, in, in one way, you're like... Poor her, you know. I mean, yeah, she, she didn't. She didn't expect her mom to push her down a well and 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 die that way. Yeah. But then, yeah, look at what she's doing. So she kind of deserved it, the little bitch. Mm. So, but <laughs> creepiness to a level of ten for sure. For damn sure. The next one, I'm not sure if you've actually seen it, or if you've only heard of it, and that's the 1973 classic, The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, for damn sure, I've heard it and seen it. Let me tell you, Linda Blair did an amazing job. Oh, my God. Because The Exorcist is widely considered to be the scariest movie of all time. I'm not sure if that's true, but the film is still a triumph nonetheless. Well, at least at that time, it probably was the best, you know, the best horror film. Well, in, in many of the, uh, like, the top ten <clears throat> lists, it's yeah. still listed as the scariest film of all time. Just because it fucks with your head so badly. It does. To see this innocent-looking 14-year-old girl which that was her age when she filmed it, just be so incredibly evil. And, I mean, it just, oh, my God. Just remembering what she looks like and the scene where her head spins and, you know, your mother's yeah. in here and, you know, all that. Everything that she plays in, in that film is just, it's fucking, fucking creepy. I can imagine her watching that as herself and having to get therapy over that, to be honest <laughs> That's just mad fucking crazy. Wouldn't surprise me. Let me tell you, Linda Blair definitely deserves her props because oh, yeah, for she sure. is, I mean, what makes Reagan's cursing, vomiting, head-spinning predicament so horrifying is the fact that her story starts from such a grounded, relatable place. And the notion that an ancient evil can overtake anyone, including a child, mm. that's just scary as hell. So, I mean, to me, she's one of the top creepy kids in the movie, yeah. hands down. She earned her recognition, I'll tell you that. So, moving on to the next one. Another oldie but a goodie. Mm. 1976, The Omen. Now, although it's not as flashy in style as other movies, Damien, the kid from the landmark 70s film, The Omen is evil incarnate, literally. Unlike Reagan from The Exorcist, who only commits atrocities while under the possession of a demon, Damien is literally the son of Satan. Jesus. Damien acts in mysterious ways, with much of the terror coming from the way in which people react to him, which lead to some of the most unnerving scenes in horror history. One of them famously involving a child's birthday party. I won't get into the specifics in case some of y'all mm. haven't seen it, you really should. Uh, there may be better, more original films, but he's definitely one of, if not the most creepiest kid in a film. Because he looks innocent enough. I mean, you see the kid, and yeah. he looks like a cute little cherubby kind of kid. And then the things that he can do while showing no emotion. Yeah. I mean, this kid was an amazing actor for doing that because he really made me believe that he was Satan's spawn. This is probably Rosemary's baby grown up. Mm. Who knows? True. That could make sense. <laughs> that would actually make sense. Now, for the final submission of Creepy Kids in a Movie, I bring to you 2004's The Grudge. Oh, my God. Which That's this one was movie. actually a suggestion from Twisted Vic, who couldn't be here today for personal reasons. But he definitely said that was the kid that creeped him out the most. Mm. So the character of this little kid in the movie, his name is Toshio Saeki. And this is another one that was adapted from a Japanese right. movie. Right, because the original, the original, Jap man, I saw the original and the remake. I gotta say, the original creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. It really, really did. It really Which did. Which is crazy because, you know... I don't understand Japanese, so obviously I have to put subtitles and whatnot. Obviously. Right? But that's just what, like, how everyone would do with any other movie, that they don't understand the language. Right? Now, it did not affect it, me in a sense, like, just because I don't know the actual language, it didn't make it any less creepier. It actually made it even creepier. 
Yeah. Why? Because I'm hearing in the way they say it. Okay, Japanese is such a complicated language. We all know that. Yeah. Right? They have Definitely. different types of, um, of ways of saying things. They have categories. Like, classic one everyone can always learn is hiragana, which is simple syllables whatnot. Hiragana? Then, hiragana, yes. And what does that mean? So hiragana, I don't know exactly what it means, but I know how to explain it to you. So hiragana is kind of how like you would normally write, like just word sentences or whatnot. There's then katakana, which is names, and there's kanji, which is usually, <coughs> it looks like it's like one simple symbol or whatnot. Okay. Kanji is like a more compacted version. It's usually used in names of places, names of people, gotcha. and stuff like that. Okay. And then kanji, obviously, like I said, this is like the one. <coughs> these are, they back then they used had they actually used to use it a lot for talismans for one okay. of the times that they were the um, on the yuris, which was like I guess you could say witches in their sense. Oh. But except they people. don't yes except they don't actually use wands or spells they use talismans. To do okay. All, they do all which their a lot of uh, even modern counterpart <clears throat> witches do that as well. Right. Right, but now that I just basically depicted you how complicated the language is, considering of all the vast combinations you can do for a specific word. Yeah. Right. Okay. To hear them say this, or just talk about it, even even you see them freaked out, and this is specific language, like it just hits hard. Like, yo, they're actually freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like they're faking it. Well, they have a reason to because, okay, so. Here's a little background on the character Toshio Saeki. Mm. Now, both he and his mother, Kayako, were killed by Toshio's abusive father. Um, Toshio was actually drowned in the bathtub, and then his father places him in his bedroom closet and tapes his mouth shut with duct tape. Mm. And basically, him and his mother are ghosts carrying on the grudge curse. Yeah. All while being, this poor kid is spotted in his underwear all the time. And he's menacing, yet innocent, with, you know, pitch black, wide open eyes, very pale skin. And for me, it's the haunting meowing sounds that he makes. That noise. Yeah, that's such a creepy fucking sound, dude. Now, the curse makes it so that his ghost is doomed to attack people who enter his home, reenacting the murders following his victims wherever they go. But he actually doesn't actually attack anyone. Mm-hmm. He just rather kind of scares them off, you know? Yeah. And, but scares the shit out of them. Scares the <laughs> shit out of them. I'm not even going to say that. I mean, he might scare them to death. Let's put yeah. it that way. But in the end, you think about it, and you kind of feel sorry for him because he was murdered by his dad. Yeah. You know? I mean... You feel sorry for this kid walking around all naked in his underwear. Yeah. And meowing like a cat, you know. And, I mean, it's, it's, you feel bad for him, but then you can't help but be creeped out every time he shows up in the scene. Mm. You know, it's, it's, oh man. So, Twisted Vic definitely suggested a good one with that one because that one definitely creeps the hell out of any viewer. For damn sure. But... Those were basically the creepiest kids that I could come up with uh, uh, from movies. I mean, were there any other that I missed that you might think of? Not that I can pop off of my mind right now as we speak, but there is also the Sixth Sense. It's not that he was creepy specifically, but it's what creepy. What he was able to do was, was creepy. Uh, yes, what he was And then his creepy. little line of, I see dead people. It's exactly. like, oh my God. Like, I would freak the hell out. Yeah. But definitely... I mean, if the listeners have any other suggestions of any other creepy kids in movies and stuff, by all means, let us know and we'll mention it on the next episode and give you a shout out. Absolutely. But on the other hand, we're going to now discuss the Black Eyed Children. Yes. So take it away, Explicit. All right, so the Black Eyed Children are actually known to be spotted and encountered begging or sometimes just walking around hitchhiking. So it's not like something that people have recorded on camera. However, there's supposedly, allegedly been sightings and caught on camera, which I will show you soon enough. But to give you basically a best description of it, the black eyed children are, well... Black eyed children? (laughs) (laughs) How do I explain this? So, American contemporary legend, right? Paranormal Uh creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 to 16. 
Okay. No, that's like the best description I could give you of it. But pale skin, and they also obviously have black eyes, like pitch black eyes. Like no white in their no eyes. No white in their eyes. There's, there's no light. That's like demon them. children. That is the, yes. Yeah. That is what they believe that they were. And they were report, like I said, they were reportedly seen hitchhiking or begging, or encountered on doorsteps of oh. residential homes. Oh. That's what that I'm would, saying. Can you imagine the doorbell rings and you open it up and you and you. Open the door to a six-year-old kid with black eyes. Yeah. I swear I punch the fuck out of I will punch the living daylights. I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing here? It's not even Halloween. Get the fuck home. The fact that they got black eyes, I mean, the hmm. normal people do not have black, pitch black eyes. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's 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 a demon child a demon. right there. And, and before, I'm, 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 not, I'm not inviting them in. I'm going to fucking kick them out the door. And, yep. like, no, and before no. people start saying, well, it could be the black sclera contacts. Right? You know the sclera contacts, mm-hmm. right? Which cover your entire eye that can be black. This actually started ever since 1980s. They not started in the 2000s. So then, uh, chances are times, it was they, not contacts. <laughs> yes. By those times, there was no contacts. Not like that, at least. Right? Mm-hmm. By tabloid coverage of these creatures have been claimed the tale of the black-eyed children. Have existed, obviously, like I said, since 1980s. Most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996. Posting written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list. Related to two alleged encounters with black-eyed kids. Hmm. That's how he describes it. He also describes encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas, right? In 1996. And claims that a second person had a similar, unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Oh, so completely different areas. Not like you could say it's somebody playing a prank. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not for damn sure. Bethel's stories have have become regarded as a classic example of creepypasta. Which I'm sure uh-huh. Devin mentioned that before. And gained such popularity that he published an FAQ just to keep up with demand for more info about the new urban legend. In 2012, Brian Bethel told his story on reality TV series Monsters and Mysteries in America. Ooh. Yep. He wrote a follow up article up for the Abilene Reporter News describing this experience and maintaining his belief that it was legitimate. Oh. Yep. Now, here's the crazy part. In 2012, the horror film Black Eyed <coughs> Kids was produced with a Kickstarter funding. Oh, really? His, yep. His director commenting that the creepy children were an urban legend that has been floating around on the internet for years now. I always thought it was fascinating, really. I bet. And those are his exact same words. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was, yeah, what I just said, that was his exact same words. An urban legend that has been floating around the internet for years now. I always thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I could see how. I guess my question would be, are the sightings usually one child or multiple children? It depends, really. Like I said, there's been, I've seen multiple, because I had to do my research as well. Of course. I can't just say the story without having to make my research. Of course. So, upon me looking at researches, they seem legit. Oh, and that's even scarier. They seem legit, and the reason so it's the not like Momo. <laughs> it's, no, it's not like Momo because Momo is not even really. It's not even just a creature. It was just apparently some sort of person behind this supposed creature that they made. Trying it was to make, ugly as hell. Yeah, so it was ugly as hell. <laughs> Fucking beak looking bitch. Yeah, but seriously. On top of that, he did it to do these quote unquote challenges. At the end of the mm. entire thing, at the end of entire the entire challenge, people end up killing themselves. That's messed up, though. The, the same thing the person that, the person that came up with the whole Momo challenge is a demented fuck. Because if you're going to start preying on children and making them do these challenges that the ultimate goal is to kill yourself, yep. then you're a sick bastard. But here's the thing, though. I think I could be wrong. It could be the other way around. But I truly think that Momo is a copycat. Oh. Because I don't know if you heard about the blue whale challenges, but that used to be a huge thing. Actually, and like I didn't. the exact same thing, they would end up killing themselves. That's horrible. Yep. That's what parents, we gotta watch what our kids watch on the internet. And the reason being is because sometimes it would say, like, the next challenge is to eat a Tide Pod. Yeah. Tide Pod. Or drink Clorox or. Uh, Drano or some crap. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's really fucked up that they're preying on, on innocent kids like this. They're preying on the kids that aren't creepy. And the thing is, these are actual users that only can be found on WhatsApp. 
So Momo, the blue whale, they're only usually found on WhatsApp. You don't actually find them in any other countries. I thought they were like on YouTube or something. No. Oh, okay. They just randomly appear on your WhatsApp and uh, I guess offer a challenge for something in exchange. And of course, and people think it as a game. Yeah, they yeah. think it's a, a cool game. Okay, it's a beautiful game. Let's I'm do this challenge. I'm going to win something. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're playing with your life, literally. Yep. And that's fucked up. So, black-eyed children, kind of like black-eyed peas, but just children. Just children, yeah. Oh, man, that would that would scare the shit out of me. I'm glad yeah. I've never actually seen that. And the that. thing is, I've seen different videos, like I said, it's not just <laughs> specific ones, but I have seen one that can appear, like, with a Porsche, right? You see the little railing on the porch and stuff, and then you would see the side of black-eyed children. And they would move away of some sort, depending on the oh, time. That's scary. There's also other ones where have been recorded in the woods, the reason mm -hmm. being, these people are really just trying to look for deer or other animals for majestic purposes, mm -hmm. right? Documented purposes. But then it's just so weird to have to see children in the middle of the night. Yeah, isolated in the children in the middle of nowhere. That, that would even, me Some of them are just like kind of just full on sprinting, like um, superhuman wise. Oh, like, wow. It's weird. And some of them are just peeking at the camera and just looking away. That would freak me out. <laughs> oh, damn. So these are def this is definitely one of those where it's super underrated as hell to even hear about. Like, obviously, I didn't hear it until I brought it up. Yeah. And like I said, this is actually yeah, when been you going mentioned it, I was 19... like, what are black-eyed yeah. children? Like I said, they've supposedly been already originated since the 1980s, but has been reportedly seen and encountered on the 1996. Wow. So it is a, a more recent, I guess you could say, not as old as some of the other legends right. that, that we discussed in episodes past. This is something a little more recent, a little more known, I guess, to today's generation, but still scary nonetheless. Oh, yeah. For damn sure. Oh, wow. For damn sure. Oh, wow. That would really freak me out. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Upon looking at the, like I said, upon looking at the video, I didn't really see children. That's the crazy part. They may look like children and whatnot, but they resemble so much of what the more natives called the skinwalkers the skinwalkers mm. can obviously they Take are the known shape. to shape mm -hmm. to either if it's an old hat like a woman or they a can child shape to anything, they can shape really. to anything really mm -hmm. even a coyote simple coyote yeah which is the most reportedly known oh really yes i didn't coyote. know that i thought it was always usually shape-shifting into people no they usually always into coyote that's what they're ah. most known to be Okay. However, they can obviously take the shape and they can mimic the voice. Oh, that's to scary. To people. Yes. Oh, that's scary. Now, as in kid story, if you think if you thought that for a Spanish like Llorona was already creepy enough for to, for your mom to tell you to go to sleep, <laughs> and the, the those are specific natives, right? Yeah. They want to tell the kids to go to sleep because if they don't and they hear the skinwalker, then there's going to be danger. It's going to be trouble. So why traumatize your kids to going to sleep? I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I would want to, like, you know, dream of flowers and unicorns and rainbows, sweetie. Not, you know, careful with the skinwalkers or the Yorona or, or, or the boogeyman. or any, I mean, Fuck why would you want to traumatize your kid and think that they're going to go to sleep after you've told them this horrific story? No, fuck that. No, no, no. So the black-eyed children. Very yeah. interesting. I hope I never encounter one. Yeah, I hope I never encounter one either. <laughs> and the thing is that they're supposedly... Then the one of the videos that I seen supposedly have been caught in Florida. Oh, so. okay. Stay the hell away from me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was in Orlando, Florida, really. So one so of my friends. So we're a little further. Was, yeah, we're a little further, but it's still Florida. Still so. Florida. So they could. I mean, if, if they went from Oregon to Florida to wherever else they were at, then yeah, they could come here. Yeah, but the thing so that's is, it's scary. not just the same children. It could be different. Exactly. Which meaning that there is more than one. There's more than two. More than three, really. More, God knows how many there are. God knows how many. And that's even worse. Yep. See, see, parents, and you probably thought that your kids were creepy. They ain't the black-eyed children. Yeah, for damn sure. But parents do encounter creepy things with their own children. Oh, yeah. As I discovered from the submissions we got from some of our listeners. Interesting. You want to hear some of these? I don't know, because I'm high as hell, but <laughs> we'll get into it anyway. Okay, so one of our listeners, Rebecca shared this story with us. She said, I woke during the night when my son was about three and heard him whimpering like he was talking to someone. I went into his room and he was sitting upright in his bed, staring at the doorway where I was standing. 
I went to him saying his name, but he never answered and his stare never wavered from the doorway. By this time I was really worrying, so I started shouting his name, hoping to snap him out of it. All of a sudden he said, what? Still not looking anywhere else but the doorway. I asked, who are you looking at? He turned to look at me and said, the man in the doorway. And then he laid back down and was fast asleep. So he, the kid So he was, lay back down and he was fast asleep? Yeah. But yet he had been like entranced by a man in the doorway. Was he like, does he look like Ryan Reynolds or some shit? I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know what to I tell mean, you. he was whimpering, so I doubt it was Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, I doubt it was Ryan Reynolds, but why would you just whimper and just get on and look at your mom, t- say that shit, and then just go back to sleep? Maybe because he felt mom's here, she could take care of me. Right. So... Who knows? But like... I feel for Rebecca, though, because mm-hmm. that would scare the shit out of me. That would scare the living daylights out of me, I'm not gonna lie. Now, the next story came from Scott, who said, My daughter and I were reading on the couch one Sunday morning. It was raining outside. We were wrapped up warm in a blanket. She had a cup of tea. I had that perfect Americano. Life was good. My daughter looked up at me and said, Dad, when you die... Can I cut you open and look inside? (laughs) What the fuck? I choked a bit on my coffee. My wife simply turned around and did an about face and walked back upstairs. Sure, I said. And she looked up at me me smiling. (laughs) She's a surgeon in training or some shit? Because that's... Can I just cut you open and look inside? Like, uh, are you anxiously awaiting for me to die to do this? Yeah. (laughs) Scott, therapy. (laughs) <laughs> your kid needs <laughs> therapy dude um yeah that that one got me that one yeah no because if you think about i mean bringing back from the jeffrey dahmer series right we but we all know that jeffrey dahmer at first wanted to be investigating, um, investigating inside, inside dead bodies dead well bodies. is this like a little jeffrietta dahmer in I training I don't, I don't know i don't know i'd be kind of worried and i'd sleep with one right. eye open if i'd be honest <laughs> shit Now, the next story comes from Chris, who wrote, The other week, I was reading my two-year-old daughter a bedtime story. When we finished, we were talking about being scared of ghosts, monsters, trolls, and she turned to me and said, Daddy, I'm not scared of ghosts. And I asked, Why is that? To which she replied, Because the one that comes into my room at night strokes my hair and is a nice one. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Yeah, a little girl, that's called grooming. It's probably a pedophile ghost. That's that's not a good thing. So, Chris, you might want to watch out for your daughter. Shit, for fuck's sake. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little creepy for me. That's way too creepy for me. At that point, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what to do. I wouldn't either, to be honest. So, the next submission comes from Alexandra, who wrote, My friend was babysitting two girls, ages three and five. The older one drew a painting of her family in front of her kindergarten and a brown curly-haired girl, which happens to be what my friend looks like, kind of above the other people that she drew. So my friend asked her, Hey, is that me? Did you draw me? And the five-year-old answers, Yes, you're in the sky, in heaven. That's where you end up when you're dead. (laughs) Fuck, man. Yeah, I'm probably disconnect from No more playdates. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm good. No. Your kid's already killing me and sending me up to heaven. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Alexandra, yeah, you might want to cancel those play dates from now on. Shit. Um, the next one comes from Chris B. Chris, yeah. That, I was about to say Chris P. Bacon. No, not Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> Chris B. He went ahead and, and added in that little extra B for us. I don't know. Okay. He said, my daughter's friend's dad, Ian came in for a cup of tea one day when he came to pick his daughter up. My girl Izzy was playing with a toy sword. Ian said to her, You know, Izzy, the pen is mightier than the sword. Izzy said, I know, yeah, because you can stab someone in the neck with a pen. (laughs) What the actual fuck? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Hey, maybe it's self-defense, you know? You don't know. I mean, but damn. That's what... That's a little bit... The fact that she was like, you could stab someone. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, uh, Chris B., uh, yeah, I'm going to give you the same advice I gave to one of the other listeners. Uh, therapy? 
ASAP? Yeah. Oh my. Now the next one is a little long. It came from Gretchen. And she says, when my daughter was three, we moved into a new house. The week after we bought the house, my husband and I took a vacation from work to paint, put in new carpet, etc. before moving in. The house was really dated, covered in faux wood paneling that had to be removed. Ew, paneling from the 70s. Yeah, no, hell no. Whenever I was in the master bedroom working, we would get the feeling someone was in there with me. Not a creepy feeling, but you know how you can tell when someone has walked into the room when your back is turned? That feeling. After we moved in, I heard my daughter chatting away in the living room like toddlers do. I asked her who she was talking to, thinking she'd tell me about an imaginary friend. She said, the people who lived here before, they're sad that all the wood on the walls is gone, but happy your bedroom is blue. She'd never seen the wood paneling. Yeah. Your daughter sees dead people. For damn sure. That's a sixth sense right fucking there. Seriously, because if she had never seen the wood paneling, how did she know that the, there was, the wood on the walls is gone? So Maybe there's something stained onto it that was just not normal. But that's creepy. I would be worried because then that means the people who lived there before are still living there. Yeah. Not just living, but I mean, they're there. They're there. And that's scary enough. I mean, I bought this house, bitch. Your name ain't on the title no more. Get the fuck out. <laughs> it's my so, fucking home now. My next one comes from Richard, who said, My family has recently moved to a new home in a new country. Ooh, so I, we've got listeners in a new country. Interesting. That's nice. That is nice. Well, thank you, Richard, but, all right. It was a well-furnished apartment, and in our bedroom was a painting that looked like hair free-flowing in the air. It wasn't a pleasant or soothing painting, but I was trying to make peace with it. My son was two and a half years old then. One day I was settling him down for an afternoon nap in my bedroom when he said, I don't want to sleep in this room. I asked him why, and he said, this painting looks at me and tries to talk to me, and I don't like it. You know, there has been... I have watched different documentaries of cursed objects. And I know that there's so many paintings that has also, has also been cursed. It sounds like this one's one of them. If I would be Richard, I would grab that painting and burn it. Probably burn it, yeah. <laughs> burn it! And like, it and like cover it in salt or something. Because, hell no. This the, For the kid to be saying, it looks at me and tries to talk to me? That, yeah, no. No two-and-a-half-year-old is going to just come up with that story on his own. So I don't like that. Well, the next one comes from Alexa, and I hope it's not the Alexa that we <laughs> listen to music off of. Yeah. I love your name, by the way, but just gave me that Alexa, you know, Yeah. I did actually, I had a co-worker called Alexa back in when I was working at Spirit Halloween. Oh. She's also really, really cool. So maybe this is the same Alexa or just a different Alexa, but not the Amazon Alexa. Yeah, definitely not. But we could definitely be sponsored by Amazon Alexa. But (laughs) going back to Alexa's story, she said, I regularly babysit two girls, four and six years old, both blonde with huge blue eyes and big smiles. They are the creepiest people I have ever met. Damn. Once after I picked them up from daycare... I tried to get them excited for dinner, seeing as they don't normally eat that much when I'm there. I asked them in an overly excited voice, Hey guys, what do you want for dinner? The eldest looks at me, runs away, and hides behind a corner. Sticking her head out, she whispers, I want a skinned babysitter. What the actual fuck? (laughs) Damn. Uh, That sounds like a young Hannibal. Yeah. And uh, she's probably going to eat you with some fava beans, you know, because, oh, damn, Alexa, if I were you, uh, get a new career or just get other children because these two sound like they're plotting your murder. Just saying. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's a little too much. That's that's, that's way too much. I want a skinned babysitter for dinner, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's something normal that kids always tell you. Yeah, you know? Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> That's a, that, that, yeah. That took it away. <laughs> that took it away, but we still have more. Anthony tells us, just today, my four-year-old son told me, I think we live in a pretend world and someone is playing with us. I asked him what he meant, and it got even weirder. 
Well, it seems like someone does things to us, but we can't see them because we are in this world and they are not. Spirits or ghosts or whatnot. So he's like, very well aware about the He's very ghosts. well aware that, that there's ghosts. He's very he's a big thinker, you know. He he sees the bigger picture. I don't know how comfortable I would feel knowing that, but hey, good luck to you, Anthony. <coughs> now the next one comes from Laura. She says, When my youngest child was about six, she asked me how old I was. Now, being only 37 at the time, yeah. I was thinking I had a few good years left. But when I told her my age, she gasped and said, Mom, you're almost dead. Jesus <coughs> Christ. <coughs> Damn, this flower's good. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, Laura, you're almost dead. Oh, my God. And so am I right now. <coughs> <coughs> Now the next story, I know, I know. <laughs> I think I took I took a too big a hit. Yeah, yeah, you did, cause the entire fucking studio right now is still pretty much clouded. It looks like Shaggy and Scooby were in here, but hey, <laughs> like Scooby, this is such a sweet man. Yeah, it sure is. <clears throat> now the next story comes from Sarah. Sarah. Who says, I was out with my little puppy. A kid of about four years old came up to me excited to pet her. His dad said, be gentle, as the kid was heavily hitting her head, thinking he was stroking her nicely, as kids do. Yeah. Then the kid looked at me and said, if I hug it really hard, all its blood and guts will come out everywhere. Oh my god. The dad excused them both and left. Yeah, hell no. I'd be I'm so embarrassed. Bro. I'd be like, damn, my kid is like psychopath and in yeah, training. Because no. that's, you know, all its blood and guts will come out everywhere. No, man. Good luck, Sarah. You might want to take a different route on your next walk. Yeah. Okay, so next story comes from Rachel, who says, My six-year-old came home from school one day bursting through the door with tears streaming down her face. I miss my other family, she said. What other family, I asked, thinking she was probably talking about her grandparents or other friends and relatives. My alien robot family, she explained, continuing to explain that she lived with them in the sky before she came into my tummy. She chose to come down because she was angry with them and chose our family, but now she missed them and wanted to go back for a visit. <laughs> my alien what robot family alien robot family Rachel either your six year old has been watching a lot of creepy sci-fi movies or there may be something to her story and I would just sleep with one eye open <laughs> you know I don't know something creepy about that next story comes from Crystal who says when I was four my mother taught me the concept of death and how, as a person gets old, their parents would probably die. I was fascinated with the concept of not having a mother. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now because, you know, Crystal's a listener. Yeah. But she says, one day following that, I met a woman who looked old, like 60 to 70. I said... Look at the trees outside. They can live for a thousand years. We barely live for a hundred. So is your mom dead? Apparently, I really wanted to talk to someone without a mom to find out what it's like. Crystal? Therapy. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love you. Please keep listening. But, and I hope you've gotten over this whole obsession of not having a mother. Therapy. Therapy. Um, Samuel, on the other hand, tells us, my youngest of three boys at three years old just asked my wife, mommy, it would be better if you had only two sons, wouldn't it? Was he planning on killing one of his brothers or himself is what I'm I want to know. Sure. Samuel, again, therapy. Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> For damn sure. That's, uh, 
That's family planning taken to a whole new level. Um, next, we've got a story from Taylor. Is it Swift? <laughs> Taylor Swift. When I was six, my mom took me to visit my great-grandfather's grave while we were on holiday in Ireland. She let me place the flowers by the headstone, after which I turned to her and said, I'll dance on your grave when you die, Mommy. I thought that was a nice turn of phrase people used. I'm, I must have heard it on the television. Uh, so she's going to dance on your grave when you die. What the actual fuck? It's not something good. Uh, she's, she's a dancer. You know, and, and maybe she wants to put on a show for her mommy after Probably her mommy's yeah. gone. Just sounds like, you know, she's like, ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch is dead. For fuck's sake. Taylor, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and our final, therapy. our final submission comes from Mike. Mike. Mike says. Mike Tyson? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, if it's him, we would have to do the list, but I'm not even going to try. I don't want him to get angry at me. Because I doubt that the listener that submitted it, submitted this is Mike Tyson. And besides, I don't want to piss him off. I yeah, I know. He might come right. and you know beat us up. No. But he says, on a flight with my son, the plane took off and hit a couple bumps. The passengers were being somewhat quiet when my son yelled excitedly, We're all going to die! Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, Mike therapy therapy, <laughs> <laughs> therapy my friend yeah cause Describe that's me with therapy oh, you see now after hearing all these stories and talking about these creepy kids in the movies and hearing about the black eyed children there could be just genuine creepy things you can hear from children as well I mean I'm, I'm I, I, I gotta say I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed with my kids because they've rarely given me anything that creepy to think about <laughs> I mean Damn. On top of that, the fucking skinned babysitter. The skinned babysitter. Yeah, no. I, I would have quit that moment. I would have said, uh, fuck I, this shit, I'm out. No, I would have said, I don't get paid enough to fucking take care of this shit. I mean, I'm not lying. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but please, guys. I mean, I love your submissions. If you guys want to keep doing this, I mean, I, I we didn't even really ask for listener yeah. submissions. and. All of a sudden, they heard, hey, you're talking about creepy kids. I got a story go. for yep. you. <laughs> so, I mean, by all means, guys, please keep keep your submissions coming. Like I said, if you have any um, any more creepy kid submissions, you could definitely send them in. If you have any submissions for next week's episode on the Salem Witch Trials, submit them. Doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not I'm not asking you guys to write me and tell me, hey, I'm a descendant of one of the Salem Witches, which if you do, it's cool. I would love to hear from you, but at the same time, even if like our uh, special guest for next week, if you're just somebody that frequents going to Salem or has been to Salem and have a story to tell me and experience anything, by all means, let us know and we'll share it on next week's episode. Um, but like I said, next week is Salem Witch Trials um, and it's going to be educational and informative but at the same time entertaining as it always is mm. in the meantime you guys want to shoot us a gmail it's a witchy weed podcast at gmail.com hit us up on facebook at witchy weed podcast uh instagram witchy underscore weed underscore podcast tweet us at witchy underscore weed or join us on discord at witchy weed podcast we do have uh, planned a YouTube channel in the works. We have planned a live session on Discord. Um, and we've definitely got lots and lots of episodes planned for you guys. If you guys have a suggestion, something you'd like to hear us cover, let us know. Um, we definitely want to hear from you. And uh, just stay tuned because it's only going to go up from here. It's going to get better. Uh, Final words, therapy. And, uh, <laughs> <Just> therapy. <clears throat> hey, after some of the stories we got from some of these kids, therapy. Oh, dude, therapy, for sure. <clears throat> that flower's still getting me, but okay. Oh, man. But until next time, stay lit, witches. Mm -hmm.